Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 9th of June. India continues to rank fifth in the world in terms of COVID-19 cases with 2,66,598 infections. Many states saw the biggest jump in daily COVID-19 tally as 9,987 new cases were confirmed in the last 24 hours. The country is treating 1,29,917 active cases, while nearly the same number of patients, that is 1,29,214, have already been discharged. The centre has deployed high-level multidisciplinary teams to 15 states and union territories that have more than 50 districts witnessing high case loads. The Supreme Court, meanwhile, has directed the centre to send migrant labourers to their home states within 15 days. The Apex Court also directed the state governments and union territories to formulate a scheme to provide employment to workers, asking that their skills be mapped. The Supreme Court bench directed authorities to consider the withdrawal of complaints against migrant labourers for alleged violation of lockdown norms. The Government of India has issued fresh guidelines for officials and staffers of the central government to prevent the spread of coronavirus. This comes after several officials in various central government ministries and departments have tested positive for the infection. Three more people, including a deputy secretary and a member of the multitasking service working in the law ministry, have tested positive for COVID-19. With India relaxing restrictions, a surge in cases is expected to begin soon, with several states already showing an upward deviation from their trend lines in the last few days. Mumbai became the first city in India to confirm over 50,000 coronavirus cases. As many as 1,311 people tested positive for the novel virus in the city in the last 24 hours. The total number of coronavirus patients in Maharashtra has increased to 88,528 today, including 3,169 deaths. Tamil Nadu is the second most affected state with 33,229 cases, followed by Delhi at 29,943 cases, Gujarat with 20,545 cases, Uttar Pradesh with 10,947 cases and Rajasthan with 10,763 cases. The national capital recorded over 1,000 fresh cases in the last 24 hours. The total number of COVID-19 cases in Delhi are close to hitting the 30,000 mark. The centre has overruled Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal's controversial decision to reserve COVID-19 beds only for residents of the capital. The centre's representative, Lieutenant Governor Anil Bejal, said yesterday that treatment should not be denied to any patient on the grounds of being a non-resident. The Lieutenant Governor also overturned the Delhi government's order on testing only those who are showing COVID-19 symptoms and said that asymptomatic cases and high-risk contacts will be tested as well. The order stated that all government and private hospitals and nursing homes have to extend all COVID-19 treatment facilities without discrimination against residents or non-residents. Chief Minister K. Jiwal, who is in self-isolation after complaining of fever, reacted by tweeting, and I quote, Lieutenant Governor Sahib's order has created a huge problem and challenge for the people of Delhi. Providing treatment for people coming from all over the country during corona pandemic is a big challenge. May God bless us to serve the people of the country. We will try to provide treatment for all, unquote. Kejriwal and Ahmadmi Party had said that the decision to restrict the use of hospitals to Delhi residents was taken based on the suggestions of Delhiites. 
Meanwhile, Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia said today that Delhi is likely to have over 5 lakh COVID-19 cases by the end of July and 80,000 beds will be required to accommodate the infected patients. For the third day in a row, West Bengal reported the highest single-day spike in fresh coronavirus cases. The state reported 449 new COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours, taking the total number of cases to 8,187. Along with it, 13 more fatalities took the state's death toll to 324. 11 more Kolkata police personnel have tested positive for the virus, taking the number of infections in the force to 217. Yesterday, West Bengal's Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee said that the lockdown will be extended in the state till 30th of June in the wake of the novel coronavirus outbreak. Meanwhile, as the northeastern states continue to witness a surge in infections, the Mizoram government announced today that they will have a two-week total lockdown beginning from tomorrow. The decision was taken after a meeting chaired by the Chief Minister Zoram Thanga. The state has also decided to extend the quarantine period from 14 to 21 days. In the meeting the chief minister said that a complete lockdown with an area wise moderation was essential to contain the virus as there were instances of violation of the present lockdown rules in many areas 63 new cases of coronavirus were reported in Manipur taking the state's tally to 272 Manipur's health department said all those who have tested positive had returned from outside the state In Indore district of Madhya Pradesh 45 more people have tested positive for COVID-19 taking the total number of positive cases in the district to 3830 the death toll has increased to 159 after two deaths were reported today in Bihar the total number of COVID-19 cases stand at 5202 with 31 deaths Deputy Chief Minister Sushil Kumar Modi has urged the center to replace the four-decade-old interstate law with a new one to ensure social security for migrant workers. The Interstate Migrant Labor Act of 1979 covers only laborers hired by registered contractors, but many are left out of the ambit as they are recruited through agents. In Odisha, 12 Odisha fire officials and 49 NDRF personnel of the 3rd Battalion Mandali tested positive for COVID-19. 178 NDRF personnel were tested for COVID-19 on their return to Katak from West Bengal after cyclone restoration work. With this, the coronavirus tally in the state now stands at 2995 with 992 active cases and 9 deaths. The government has asked different departments to intensify awareness campaigns. In an order, the chief secretary AK Tripathi asked the officials to use social media and other traditional modes like TV, radio and leaflets to spread awareness. Goa has reported 30 new positive cases today, taking the state's tally to 330 with 263 active cases and 67 recoveries. The number of coronavirus infections is rising rapidly just as India is emerging from the lockdown imposed in late March to contain the pandemic. There is an important question that we all need to ask right now. Was this prolonged lockdown among the strictest in the world effective? When it was imposed, public health experts advised that its main purpose should be to buy time to ramp up testing and scale up quarantine and healthcare infrastructure. Dr. Tedros, Director General of the World Health Organization, had a simple yet important advice. He had said, and I quote, "You cannot fight a fire blindfolded. We have a simple message for all countries." test 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 unquote to find out whether india expanded its testing capacity adequately during the lockdown meghnad sifted through a bunch of data 
and it so turns out that the increase in testing capacity is not keeping pace with the spread of the virus. Watch Meghnad's latest video explainer for News Laundry Cheat Sheet titled Has India's Coronavirus Lockdown Been Effective? And while you're at it, do check out all the other stuff we do. From podcasts, video interviews to in-depth ground reports, there is a bunch of stuff on newslaundry.com to keep you informed. Also, I think now is a good time to remind you, dear listeners, that News Laundry is an ad-free news platform. We believe that in order for news to serve true public interest, it needs to be independent. No advertisers or sponsors in the middle. So if you think we're doing a good job, please subscribe to us. A monthly plan starts as low as 300 rupees a month only. Now for some international updates on the virus. Globally, the virus has infected over 6.93 million people and the death toll from COVID-19 has surged past 405,000. The United States continues to be the most severely affected by COVID-19 with over 2 million cases and 113,000 deaths. New York City, which was the worst hit region in the US, opened on Monday as several people returned to work. Nearly 22,000 people have died in New York of COVID-19. The World Health Organization has said that the coronavirus pandemic was worsening across the world. This was two days after the highest global tally of 1,36,000 cases was reported. The Director General of the Global Body, Dr. Tedros, said that there was a glimmer of hope as some countries were seeing positive results, but the biggest threat now could be complacency. Russia has reported 171 new deaths from COVID-19 in the last 24 hours, bringing the national tally to 6,142. It also reported 8,595 new cases, meaning that the number of infections in the country is now at 485,253. South America's worst affected country, Brazil, now has 707,412 COVID-19 cases and the number of deaths recorded stand at 37,134. The deep-set racial inequalities in the South American nation have become another major point of concern during this pandemic. Researchers, doctors and health specialists believe that factors including poverty, poor access to health services, overcrowded housing and high rates of health issues such as hypertension are among the reasons that COVID-19 kills proportionally more black Brazilians. The researchers studied health service data on 30,000 patients diagnosed with COVID-19 who had either recovered or died by 18th of May. It found that 55% of black and mixed-race patients died compared to the 38% of white patients. It noted that a black patient who could not read had nearly four times more chances of dying than a white university graduate, confirming the enormous disparities in access and quality of treatment in Brazil. Tanzanian President John Magufuli declared the East African country coronavirus-free. President Magufuli attributed the claimed success over the pandemic to prayers and fasting that the people of Tanzania have offered to God. Magufuli told a Catholic congregation in the capital of Dodoma, and I quote, It gives me joy to be the leader of a country that puts God first. God loves Tanzania. The works of the devil will always be defeated in Tanzania because Tanzanians love God, and that is why even the corona has been defeated by God. Unquote. The UK has recorded its lowest daily death toll since 22nd of March. 55 more people have died due to COVID-19 in the country, taking its death toll to 40,597. This is the lowest daily total of newly reported deaths since 22nd of March. But it is important to note that often there is a reporting lag over a weekend. 
The figures do not include all deaths across the UK, which is thought to have crossed 50,000. Mexico has reported 2,999 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the total tally in the country to 120,102. The country's death toll has risen to 14,053. But Mexico is reopening its economy after it implemented measures to prevent the spread of COVID-19. The number of bodies piling up in morgues and crematoriums in the capital, however, do not seem to match the numbers that President Obrador says are helping to flatten the curve. Now for some non-coronavirus news. US President Donald Trump has ruled out defunding or dismantling the police departments in American cities, saying that the members of the force risk their own lives to protect that of others. Trump's remark came amidst the growing demand from a section of Americans to defund the police in the aftermath of the custodial killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis on May 25th. Trump said, and I quote, We won't be defunding our police. We won't be dismantling our police. We won't be disbanding our police. We won't be ending our police force in a city. I guess you might have some cities that want to try it, but it's going to be a very sad situation if they did because people are going to be protected. Unquote. Meanwhile, Donald Trump also said that the desecration of Mahatma Gandhi's statue was a disgrace days after it was vandalized with graffiti and spray painting during the protests against the custodial killing of George Floyd. The statue, which was across the road from the Indian Embassy, was vandalized on the intervening night between June 2nd and 3rd, prompting the Indian Embassy to register a complaint with the local law enforcement agencies. The Indian Embassy in Washington has taken up the matter with the U.S. Department of State for an early investigation into the matter and also with the Metropolitan Police and National Park Service. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newsandry.com. Did you know that the U.S. Press Freedom Tracker has recorded over 300 press freedom violations since the protests began in the USA? According to The Intercept, the police are being held responsible for more than 80% of these attacks, with the protesters accounting for the rest. The state of journalists in the world's oldest democracy is not very different compared to India, the world's largest democracy. A report released on March 9th by the Committee Against Assault of Journalists, 32 instances of assaults on journalists were recorded in Delhi alone between December 2019 and February 2020. But the responses of the two countries to these attacks have been very different. To find out, read Ayush's report titled, Journalists are attacked in both India and the US. But responses differ. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.